Look, we have a lot of fun here at Remember the Game Industries. You've all heard my obnoxious, high-pitched laugh on the show. I love it. Video games are fun. The Simpsons are funny. It's good times. You know what isn't fun? Shopping for razors. And I don't mean that to sound sarcastic. It genuinely sucks. That's why you shouldn't shop for razors. You should just get them delivered by Harry's. Pick up a $3 trial set at harrys.com RTG and see what I'm talking about. I'm not going to stop beating the Harry's drum because it's a drum worth beating. The best razors on the market at better prices than the crap at the store and they're delivered to you. It's like a shaving cheat code. You've heard me say it. I have been a Harry's customer since I was driving a forklift at a company I'm not allowed to name but you all know who it is and sure my beard gets some praise now but i was a stubble guy for a long time and i still use harry's blades to keep the edges of my beard crisp so it looks like i have a jawline and if you've ever tried to shave along the edges of a beard you know that you can go through blades fast because there's a lot of weeds to whack in there but harry's blades just keep coming back for more i'm not just saying it there's so much better than the junky stuff you get at the store that means a faster cleaner shaving and two you buy less blades because they last longer the best razors for less money brought right to your door i don't know how else to say this harry's is on top for a reason the best reviews in the business customizable delivery schedules so you get them when you need them i can't see a reason not to use Harry's. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening. This week it is episode 101 and we are talking Super Castlevania 4 for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. This was our Patreon poll winner for the month and uh, a deal's a deal. You guys called your shot. This is the game you want. So this is the game you get. It's a pretty good fucking game. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to talk about it. Uh, this is Simon Belmont's first appearance on the show. I'm ashamed to say 101 episodes is too long to get that guy uh, his moment in the sun. But we're going to fix that today. You guys uh, have ensured that we're going to remedy that. That is the case. Bradley McHugh from the Movie Epidemic podcast is my guest this week. And uh, we are going to get into Super Castlevania 4 in just a few minutes. You guys know I got to ramble. If you don't want to listen to that, look at the timestamp in the description box. Sounds like most of you guys listen. It's just ramble. We have a new segment. There's a lot to listen to this time, okay? Like, just listen. It's good. Um, just for the record, I-, I put this on my notes, even though I don't know where to put it on the show. Simon's pretty rad in Smash. 
like I'm terrible at Smash, and he's not my main. I usually go with Bowser or Mega Man, but if I'm not gonna go with one of those two, then like Wario, uh, Splatoon Kid, Inkling, I guess it is, uh, or Simon are usually the ones I play as. Like Simon's really badass. So anyway, um, yeah. So this is gonna be fun. I'm excited. We're gonna show Castlevania some love on the show this week. Before we do that. Let's get into what's going on here. Remember the game industries. It is a busy week and I got a lot to talk about. So I'm going to go fast. Uh, first of all, thanks to everyone that reached out and said, congratulations on hundred episodes. I mean it. Uh, I meant it last week. I've said it to everybody. We all did this. This is a team. This is a group project. We have a wicked community here and I really am excited to see where the next hundred episodes take us. Uh, I also could not have done it without the support of our Patreons. You can support the podcast for just two bucks a month over at patreon.com think like two bucks a month you can't even get a cup of coffee for two bucks anymore it's nothing um in exchange for your two dollars you get to help select the games we cover you get access to expansion pass which is our weekly patreon exclusive show you get to submit your comments to be read on the show including in a new segment that's coming up in a few minutes and you get a shout out on the show just like our newest patreon robert robert Oh, I'm going to fuck that last name up, Robert. We're just going to go Robert F. Along with Jordan, Josh from the Press Start to Join podcast, Kate, Keegan Wilson, Kevin Donnellan, Cryptovox, sorry, Crypto, uh, Luca, Lord Egbert, Mark McHugh, Michael Mathis, the Movie Epidemic podcast, which Bradley McHugh is uh, one of the hosts of, Nathan W., my friend Ole M.F., Sorry, Ole. I, I, Ole, I don't know if it's... I, I'm Ole MF. I like that. Rex, Chris Wilson, Dylan, Duhow, Jason Cortez, and Kevin Hufford. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, I gotta... Man, we're gonna have to rethink the shout-out soon. Maybe I do them all big one once a month or something. Because there's like every week there's more and more names and I'm trying to keep track of who I've mentioned. And uh, Anyway, so you get all that. And as I mentioned, we have a second weekly show expansion pass that goes live every single Sunday here at the show uh, for, for our Patreon supporters. Last week, I ranked every game that we've talked about on the show so far. There were 94 games. I got a ton of feedback on it, all positive, albeit some people disagreeing with my rankings, which is fine. Uh, it's very funny. More of you disagreed with the worst games on the list than you did the best. Like every, I didn't get a single person be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe so and so and so and so are in your top five. But the worst two or three games, people just seem really upset with the order of that. So that surprised me a little bit. But uh, this Sunday. I want to talk about the Wii U on Expansion Pass. I loved that system, and it never stood a chance. And so what was good about the Wii U, what was bad about it, what games were great, why did it fail, what will its legacy be? Uh, it's just going to be all about the Wii U this Sunday on Expansion Pass. So, uh, again, 2 bucks a month, patreon.com slash rememberthegame. You get all that stuff. Uh, part of that money goes to helping the show, including our new website, which is finally done it took me way longer than it should have fuck i had to redo all the patreon episode page or all the podcast episode pages like three fucking times but i finally got it up i'm very happy with it hopefully we start showing up on google which was my primary focus on it we start getting some more hits uh for any of you that have been asking about what episodes are available from Expansion Passing and all of our previous bonus episodes, because there's almost 30 of them now sitting there waiting for our, our supporters, you can find a breakdown of all of them. You get all kinds of stuff. Check it out. RememberTheGamePodcast.com. It was paid for by you guys. So thank you so much for doing that for us. And I think that's it for the business stuff. Uh, yep. So let's get into the news. There's only one thing I want to talk about. 
And uh, that's obviously the biggest news of the last seven days in the video game world was obviously the PlayStation 5 reveal that happened like a day after I released the last episode. Uh, They showed about an hour and a half of game footage and we finally saw what the system looks like and we saw some of the features, some of the tech hardware, which I don't understand at all. Uh, We didn't get a price and we did not get a release date, which I don't think most of us expected to get yet. But everyone in gaming is talking about it, Um, which I think is a great way to introduce our newest segment here on Remember the Game, Letter Time. Uh, If you did not watch Video and Arcade Top 10 growing up, it was a video game show that at least aired here in Canada. I don't know if it aired everywhere else. But anyway, uh, every week, part of the show is they would read a letter from the audience. Um, And I wanted to start giving our Patreons the ability to start submitting their thoughts and their opinions on the current news and what's going on as well. Uh, so from now on, every uh, as long as the Patreons are submitting comments every week, uh, part of the opening is going to be our It's Letter Time segment. So with all that said, it's letter time, it's letter time. That's the song they used to sing on the show when they'd read letters. I'll be singing that from now on. Uh, James Clark left a big comment over on the old Patreon device about the PlayStation 5 launch, and he said, I'm pretty stoked that they plan to release a digital version of the console. It looks like they're catering to people who purchase digitally only, allowing us to get it for cheaper because we don't need some of the hardware uh which i want to cut into his comments and say i agree and i fucking love that and i'll be honest maybe it's just me i had i never even thought of sony releasing an all digital system i like everyone's saying microsoft is going to they did it with the xbox one no doubt there's going to be a series x with an all digital front i never thought of sony doing it but like i love it man i love it it's going to be cheaper and i think that when prices finally do drop for these things more people are going to consider it than they are right now because they're going to be fucking expensive and they're like yo if i can save a little bit of money that is pretty fascinating to me uh and i'm telling you guys right now sony and microsoft want people to go all digital i'm sure nintendo does too but like they like all digital is the way they want things to go because if you're going all digital every time you buy a digital game instead of going to the store and buying a physical game they don't have to pay to print a disc they don't have to pay to ship or pay to ship it to the store they don't have to worry about used copies biting into their profit margins because instead of you buying a brand new copy of spider-man you're buying a used copy that they don't see any proceeds from so they want to go all digital for sure my only concern, and I just thought of this while I was making the show notes, with an all-digital future in gaming, is that physical sales uh, keep them honest with their digital sales, right? Like, I mean, if, if GameStop or Walmart or Best Buy or whomever is putting a, you know, having a big summer sale and putting, I'm just pulling some games out of my ass, but they're, they're putting fucking Halo 5 and Ori and and fucking spider-man and horizon and stuff on sale the digital stores kind of have to do it do you know what i mean like they can't just charge whatever they want so um i don't think i don't know if it'll ever be an all digital future in gaming maybe it will i mean movies and music and stuff is pretty well gone there but if it does then i worry that maybe they'll start gouging us on prices and we won't get as many sales as we get right now uh but having said that like i'm pretty excited because i'll almost certainly be going all digital for both um the xbox and the because there's no doubt there's going to be an xbox it's all digital and i'll be going all digital on both save yourself a little bit of money whatever even if it's only 50 bucks if you save 50 bucks that pays for your online for the year or buys you a game or something like and i i just prefer my games digitally anyways so because every time i buy physical i fucking sell it or trade it in and then eventually wish that i had it and it's convenient i don't want to go anywhere i want to sit on my couch my underwear and buy games so uh and then james continues and he says uh aesthetically i'm torn on one hand i really like the look of it i like the curves and the white accents make it look extremely clean 
However, on a consistency note, I'm going to miss that all-black look that goes well when placing it next to my PS2, PS3, and PS4. Uh, PS1 be damned. One thing to note is that this looks like the first PlayStation console that will not allow you to lay it horizontally and still look right. Uh, this might mess with some people's home entertainment setups where they only have space to place a console horizontally in their TV stand. I'm sure there'll be third-party products that'll take care of this, though, if Sony hasn't already thought of it. Uh, the Series X looks like uh, a behemoth and nightmare for the exact same reason. And uh, I wonder, I'm curious as to whether they even thought about that. Uh, so that's what James said. And I want to just weigh in on that. As far as the design goes um, of the PS5, it's pretty controversial. If you look at the comments online, you see people posting pictures of giant fans with paper taped to them. They're like, look at my PS10, which I thought was funny the first couple times I saw, but now it's jumped to the shark. Stop doing that. Um, I'll be honest with you, like I've never cared what my console looks like. I just have never really even paid a lot of attention to what my console looks like. Um, I certainly would never make my decision on what I'm going to buy based on the design of the system. That said, I do think the Series X looks cool. If you haven't seen it yet, go look it up. It's like a giant vertical fridge, just a black, just a giant black fucking rectangle. And I think it looks rad. Um, the PS5 looks like, like, like honestly i don't i don't like it um i wouldn't not buy it because of the design and i think they tried to make it look futuristic but i think it just kind of looks weird uh and i also agree with james if you have all black playstations then the white one's gonna look funky but i have zero doubt they're gonna release black ones though like they're they're maybe not right off the hop but like every console fucking basically starting with the nintendo 64 has gotten variants on the design and the colors and stuff like that i'm sure we're gonna get that with the playstation 5 uh, I, I have a bigger concern with making them stand vertically because like James mentioned, most of us have entertainment centers and these things aren't going to fit. Uh, no one's going to skip it because they have to make it stand, but it is going to be a problem to try to figure out how to make them fit into console or how to fit into, you know, shells and stuff like that. And I, I can only assume, and I don't know anything about technology. I'm an idiot. I can only assume that the, the reason that they're both releasing these vertical consoles is because these are the two most powerful home video game consoles ever released. Maybe they need the ventilation. You know, it's the same thing. I, again, Please don't fucking send me angry tweets and stuff because I'm stupid. I don't know. But computer towers are all vertical with that whole back with the fans and all that kind of shit, right? And maybe that's, these things are getting closer and closer to PC towers. Maybe that they have to be vertical to allow maximum ventilation for the air to get in and out and to keep them from exploding. So uh, I don't know. It's, it's going to be fascinating. I don't know which one I'll buy first because uh, eventually I want to get both of them. Uh, I don't know if I'll get either one at launch. It'll depend on if anyone wants comedy shows by then. But I will say... Sony impressed the fuck out of me with that conference. That presentation was phenomenal. There was not one game, aside maybe from Gran Turismo, that didn't at least somewhat interest me. And the only reason I wasn't that into Gran Turismo is because that's just not my jam. Like, it looked rad. I just don't really care about those games. I don't play racing games, aside from Mario Kart at all. Like, it's obviously their answer to Forza. Bring it back Gran Turismo to because to, Xbox is almost certainly going to launch with Forza, and I don't really care about that either. But they, it looked nice. Uh, most of these games looked rad, and I thought personally the standouts for the from the presentation for myself uh, were Ratchet and Clank, which honestly I've never played through a Ratchet and Clank game. I really got to fix that because they looked dope. And that I thought that game, I thought that game might have been the best looking game of the whole presentation. Uh, I thought Ghostwire Tokyo looked rad and Deathloop. Deathloop to me, I thought Deathloop was going to be Bioshock 
for a little while with the way the hand was kind of shooting magic and then the other one was shooting a gun and I was like, man, are we getting a new Bioshock? Um, Deathloop was probably my game, like the game I'm most excited about right now. Spider-Man looks dope because Miles is fucking awesome. Horizon 2 is huge. Uh, I predicted that would be a launch title on my predictions episode of Expansion Pass, so we'll see if that comes through. Resident Evil 8 looks sick. It was just like incredibly well done incredibly well done and quite frankly as much as i like microsoft and xbox i thought the last xbox presentation looked incredibly amateurish compared to what sony managed to put out last week uh so i mean that's why sony's been on top for so long like i mean like fucking if you're gonna come at the king you best not miss right sony's been on top for over 20 years and there's a fucking reason they are they know what they're doing and that presentation proved it um, I cannot wait to see how Microsoft fires back at them with their presentation next month because they're going to have to. Microsoft has already said that they're going to be showing off some first party games at that thing. And their last presentation came across very amateurish, I thought, with the webcams and stuff. I think they were maybe trying to go for like the everyman where just normal people feel. But I, I don't want that from my gaming system. You know what I mean? If you're going to charge me five or six hundred dollars to, to buy your your video game console then i don't want you to look like me because i wouldn't buy anything from me i want you to look like fucking like playstation just did i want you to look like someone who's richer and smarter than i am because that's why i'm giving you my money you know um but i can't wait and i I can't wait to see what microsoft does and fuck i want someone to blink on these fucking prices because neither one has you can tell clear as day both of them are waiting to see if the other one caves and drops their price because then the first one could come out and do it sony's fucking done that a couple of times man with the i want to say it was the sega saturn i'm almost sure it was the sega saturn that sega came out at e3 and said it was 399 and then playstation came out and just said 299 and left or something and then they did the exact same thing with the playstation 4 and the xbox one and i'm not shitting on them for it because it's smart business it's totally smart business for someone that's on the fence or someone that just buys it to play one or two games or something. hundred bucks is a lot of money. So I, one of them is going to undercut the other. It's just going to be a matter of what, when eventually one of them blinks, they should have to just do it at the same time. Just do it like on final jeopardy where they write their names or their fucking answers down on that blue screen and lock them in. And then even have Alex Trebek fucking read them. Why not? That'd be awesome. One of them's going to blink. I can't wait. Oh, it's a fucking good time to be a gamer, man. Uh, that's long enough. That's good enough. That's the news. That's our new segment. That's the intro. James, thanks for writing in. You don't get a prize. You, I just read your, excuse me. I just read your letter into the, in the thing. Good enough. Uh, what have I been playing over the last seven days? Uh, not very much. Just like last week. I've been pretty busy. I'm, tr- I've been trying so hard to get the web. I literally finished this fucking website like two hours ago on Tuesday afternoon. I finally put it down. I'm so excited to not have to fucking look at it for a couple of days. Uh, I am trying to finish Medieval on the PS1 before Friday when Last of Us 2 drops. I don't know if I'm going to get there, but fuck, I want to. Because once Last of Us 2 comes out, that's going to take over my life for at least a week. Uh, I still have to start Final Fantasy on the NES, which won this month's Patreon poll, but I'll get to that after Last of Us. Um, I'm back into Witcher 3 on my Switch a little. Just, you know, at night, sometimes I hop in and just dink around for an hour. That game is so great. I know some people have some some takes on the combat, which admittedly... Like, I don't hate the combat. I just prefer gunplay over the sword stuff. But, like, the side missions aren't boring. The story's interesting. The world's great. I wasn't that hyped for Cyberpunk. But the more I play Witcher 3, the more I'm like, dude, if they do this but make it, like, Fallout, fuck yeah. Like, now I'm getting a little excited for it. So, um, And I've also been playing a little Mario Kart 8 and a little bit of Smash on my Switch. Just, uh, honestly, they're two games I found that I can semi-play coherently when I'm high. 
And so at night when I, you know, I take a little bit of oil and before I go to bed, I just sit down there and dink around on those. Just kind of, I'm in that no man's land where I'm just waiting for Last of Us. So it's been a lot of fun. God, I'm bad at Smash, but it's been fun. Uh, good enough, guys. That's what I've been playing. That's the news. That's the segments. That's the plugs. Let's get to the meat of the subject this week. The turkey in this sandwich. Super Castlevania 4, episode 101 of Remember the Game. Uh, I have to be honest, guys. I have never finished or owned a Castlevania game prior to this. Uh, this one I played on my Super Nintendo Classic, and this was not one of those ones I had to tweak. This one just came on the Super Nintendo Classic. Uh, we would rent the Castlevania games as kids for the NES, but like, let's be honest, guys, there's no way a kid is beating one of the NES Castlevanias in a weekend with a rented copy. There's just no fucking way. That's one of those games you got to practice, practice, practice to beat it. I never could. Um, we will cover them eventually. I've got them on my NES here. I, I should really, I want to play them. I just, I have so much I want to play, so... Uh, but this was a treat. This was a real treat. You guys picked a fantastic game with your Patreon poll this month. Uh, it's it's a great game with some very minor flaws that Bradley McHugh and I are going to get into. I'm going to cue some music. And we are going to talk about Super Castlevania 4, which originally released in North America on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System on October 31st. Halloween 1991 that's I never knew that that's pretty rad uh that's gonna we're gonna get into the game fucking kick back and relax and pretend I got the outro right and we're gonna talk Castlevania 4 right now here we go this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time every day I tell you all about my life the good and the bad the ugly I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. As per the Patreon poll's request, we are talking Super Castlevania 4 for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System today, the greatest console of all time. And joining me via the miracle of the telephone device once again is my good friend Bradley McHugh. How's it going, buddy? I am doing great. I'm very excited to talk about Castlevania because I've talked about pretty much all my uh, favorite video game franchises from the Mario 
uh, RPG games on here to Metal Gear Solid several times and hopefully more in the future. Um, And now uh, I get to talk about another uh, video game franchise that I love quite dearly, Castlevania. Yeah, man. Um, See, okay, it's funny because like, I don't know when this episode is going to go live, but it'll be some point in June, but it'll be, I'm guessing probably episode 101 or 102. And I can't believe that we went a hundred episodes without Castlevania popping up on a retro gaming show. No, I've never talked about a Castlevania game on here. Um, And it's weird because like I played the original NES ones. I didn't really play this one. So when this one popped up in the Patreon poll, it like it ran away with the Patreon poll that it was in. Um, well, with, with with good reason. This one is fucking awesome. This game is, yeah, dude. Just like, listen, everybody knows this is a Super Nintendo Homer's podcast through and through. I don't even apologize for it anymore. The best thing about the Super Nintendo is it took all these great NES games and just made them better. It did it with Mario. It did it with Zelda. It did it with Final Fantasies. It did it with Castlevania. Like two of the original three Castlevanias are rad. This one is miles ahead of all of them. Fucking miles ahead of all of them. Oh, by by a long shot. It's it's not my personal favorite Castlevania game, but of the originals, I definitely think this is the one. Just quickly, is your favorite Symphony of the Night? My favorite is Symphony of the Night. Yeah. That game is fucking unreal. I never played that one either. I got oh, it on no, it's so, so good. Yeah, it's, 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 it's basically like Konami played Super Metroid and was like, yeah, that's that's ours now. We we have that now. Yeah, that yeah. That belongs to us. For In case, like if by some fluke somebody didn't know out there, like the newest kind of genre that's popped up in gaming, well, I guess the newest genre is Battle Royales, but like the Metroidvania genre has existed for the last decade or so. And like it's, it's the Vania part is Castlevania. Like, and playing this game, I was like, there's not a lot of Metroid aspects in this one. This one is just left to right, up and down, attack and get to the end of the game. But uh, yeah. Just game, it's dude. It's Bradley. This game is just it's it's platforming action, almost perfection. It's finest. Yeah, like I I was about to say perfection, but I'm like I have a couple minor nitpicks, but very very close. Like just yeah, there's there's a couple of things about this game I I don't love, um, but there's a lot of things that I really really do love. So let's let's really get into Super Castlevania Four, really bite into this thing. So I'll, I'll be honest, I had played this game before, but I'd never beat it until you had asked me to do it on the show. And then I was like, this is a great opportunity to play through a game. I played it on the, the switch collection. Did you play it on the switch collection? No, I played it on my uh, super Nintendo classic. Is it on there? Yeah. Yeah. It was one of the okay, games. So, so, cause I'll ask you, cause you said you had played it before. Did you play it as a kid or did you play it like as an adult and just never finished it? I played it. I played it as a kid. I had the, um, I had the, I had the super Nintendo cartridge. I still do have the super Nintendo cartridge. Seriously. And uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's oh yeah. I've, I've still got this bad boy on on full on cartridge. Um, I, as an adult playing through this game, I understand why I didn't beat it as a kid. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, but now so let okay, go ahead. Let's be real for a second. Let's be real for a second. Uh, the biggest thing that people tell you about this game, and they're right, is that it's really pretty fucking hard. Now you see, you're right. It is, but. Having said that, and I haven't played the original NES Castlevania since like I like since all I had was a was an NES, but I remember them being harder than this one. Like until the last three or four levels, I found this one pretty tolerable. You know, I thought about that too because I was thinking that as well when I was playing this game, and I realized why it is, um, and that is that they're roughly the same difficulty, but the controls here are better. Yeah, that's probably you're, you're probably and, right. Yeah. 
and there's less cheap deaths. Like, I, I think the difficulty is about the same. It's just this game is designed to be more fun. It's more beatable. Yeah, yeah. So, like, because because you said, like, the cheap deaths, like, maybe this is, I'll ask you about this, because, like, maybe this is just me, but, like, for some reason, I've always associated Castlevania with Ninja Gaiden. Gaiden, whatever, Ninja Gaiden. I don't know why. I've just always, just like how, like, it's the, like. It's the goddamn blowback death. Right? Guy. That's what it is. Exactly. The blowback like, death. Like, there's just certain games that, well, no real association with each other, will always be joined to the hip. I don't care what anybody says. Crash Bandicoot and Spiral of the Dragon will always That's be a tag shit. team. They're just always yeah. going to be a tag team. And Ninja Gaiden and Castlevania have always been the same thing. And you're right. That's what it is. It's, it's that motherfucking bounce back. And I don't know, like, I don't understand it's the how darkest mark on this game for sure. Oh, by a mile and the Ninja Gaiden games, like all of them. Okay. Listen, anyone out there that's designing a video game for, I, I guess maybe they decided this was part of the, like uh, the design of the game. And it was like, well, without that, the game's too easy. It has to be in there. Nobody. There's not one fucking gamer in the gaming universe that is like, you know what I would love? If every time a bad guy touched me, I bounced back like three feet. That would be just ideal to me. Nobody Especially fucking likes that. platforming game where you have to fucking jump over shit all the time. And we're apparently, and this has been the thing in every Castlevania game, apparently, at least the original four, original, apparently gravity has been turned up to like 900 in Simon's world because he falls like a sack of concrete. Like he just, yes, absolutely. Right. Like you jump and like you go up at a regular speed, but then it's just like, boom, like you're like magnetized to the ground. So when you get that fucking bounce back, you float back and then every time you die, every time you get uh, thrown into one of those pits, the game turns into Bender from Futurama and goes, take that meat bag. Yeah. Son of a bitch, (laughs) man. I was getting so fucking angry near the end. I tweeted about it while I was playing it. And I was like, the greatest enemy in Castlevania history is the stairs because the fuck me. That's my other gripe. So like normally we do the good and then the bad, let's just do the bad and just get it done. That blowback can suck my asshole. Uh, sorry, everybody. We kind of lost each other on the technical difficulties of the telephone. I should pay my bill, maybe, maybe someday. Yeah. Uh, so we were ranting about the blowback, and then you were going to say something else, and I got angry. And right, right. There's there's something about this game that really pisses me off a little bit, and maybe it's just because like the people at Konami were like, "Well, we have to make sure that people can beat this game," and that is, while I find the levels to be so incredibly fucking difficult, the bosses are so easy. Right. They are, I. I found them to just be like such wimps. Like there were so many bosses where I was like, I don't think I got hit at all there. Yeah. I took the bosses as like, it's weird. Cause in a lot of games, the levels are easy and then the bosses are just cheap garbage. And this one's yeah, almost like Mega Man. Right. And this one is like, I don't like, listen for the record. Like if you love Castlevania, we're not here to shit on it. Cause like we got a couple of bad things to say and then we're going to suck its dick for like 20 minutes. Like we have more good things to say than bad, but the bosses, oh, yeah. You're right. It's like, I remember that too. I was like, it's almost like a reward. They're like, oh, hey, you made it through that level. Take a breather. Like, just fuck it. This is easy. Like, yeah. 90% of them were a walk in the park. Like, a walk in the park. So, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be honest with you about something here for a second because I'm a good person and uh, I, don't, I don't want anybody to think any less of me. Uh, I played this on the Castlevania collection and I use save states. Uh, and because this game is so is like fucking impossible if you don't, but I only use them at the beginning of each stage. Oh, that's not because, too bad then. Because what happens is that if you're on stage six dash three and you get killed by the final boss before going to level seven, 
you go back to six dash one. Right. Yeah. Not about not about that. Now here's the thing not, is like that's irritating, but I feel like like fuck, I've ranted about that so many fucking times. That just like to me, that's because how long does this game? Three hours? Like, if I looked at my file on my SNES Classic, it's probably about three hours, like to beat it. I think I think I was at about for about five. Okay, so it's not the longest game in the world. So I'm sure that they were like, well, if we put shit like that in, it'll extend the because like otherwise, like some kid is like, I want Castlevania for my birthday, and then his mom buys it for him and he beats it that night, and then whines yeah, it's, forever. It's the whole it's the whole blockbuster thing, right? They make the game hard. So the kid has to rent it a few times. Spot on. Yeah. And I get it. And I get that as a normal thing in retro gaming, but like it's 2020 and we're both old men with limited time now and no patience. That drives me fucking bananas too. That drives me fucking bananas. You know, I found myself amidst quarantine busier than I expected to be. So I really didn't have that much time. Yeah. But this, this game's short enough that if you save state, if it, did you use save states at all? Just be real with me for a second. Uh, only in the very last level, the okay. with the right. four well, bosses. Then, then you're a stronger man than I. <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, you're a McHugh. <laughs> you're a McHugh. You've got that Mark McHugh curse, though. That's the problem. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but no, I did. And like, listen, actually, I was gonna. By the time this episode goes live, I'll have done an episode of Expansion Pass about it, all about save states and stuff, and how I know there are traditionalists out there that feel like save states are cheating and everything. And and like, sure, if I if if I wanted to put that I beat Castlevania Four on my resume, uh, sure, I'll put an asterisk on it and put with some save state. I just like. I don't care anymore. Like, it's like, I have nobody to impress anymore. Time is of the essence. If I want to beat it without save states, I probably could sit down and practice it for fucking two months and get good enough to do that. Like we did as kids when we only owned two games. I don't have that luxury anymore. Save states, fuck off. They're not cheating. I I don't have time to play through this game over and over and over again to perfect it. And the thing is with save states is that I really only put them in places that a modern game would just have a save. Right, right. That's, like, that's the only place I put save states because I'm not a kid. I don't have four games. I right? I don't have four games that I'm just going to be like, oh, I guess these are, I have fucking like a thousand video games. There's You're eight. going to fuck with my, time. there's eight games on the Castlevania collection. So yeah, just... absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, man, um, I know that you're uh, sort of like a Sega Genesis advocate as of late, but usually you would you would bash on it in comparison to the Super Nintendo. I when I was done playing Super Castlevania Four, I popped over to the the Sega Genesis one, Dracula X. Fucking sucks shit compared to Super Castlevania Four. Does it? It's on the Genesis Mini, but I haven't played it yet. It's sucks not good. Shit compared. I mean, it's it's fine. It's a fine Castlevania game, but it feel it looks terrible. It sounds terrible. The controls aren't as tight. You can't fucking throw your whip in all four angles anymore. You can only do it left and right and up and down. Oh. Whereas it, yeah. That was let's let's talk about that. That's like the best thing they added. To yeah, this dude, game. You, that that is so rad, and that's one of those things that like they just quickly on the Sega Genesis thing. Maybe this is yeah. just me, but you're right. I have completely 180. Like I'm like I feel like like we were arch nemesises, and now we're like yeah, we're buds now. We're cool. Uh, th- yeah, to I me, no beef with him. No, he's he's fine. Uh, playing it's this like game. When you see your, it's like when you see your high school bully in a bar, and you're like, oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that's right. You're like, I'll drug him <laughs> later, but that's fine. Uh, the Sega Genesis, like this game to me looked like a Genesis game. Like, and when I, and I mean that in a complimentary fashion, cause I've always admired the Genesis's graphics and how bright and colorful and just how popping their graphics looked. And maybe I'm out to lunch on this cause I haven't played the Genesis version of Castlevania, but I really thought I was like playing it. I was like, dude, this game looks really fucking good. Like just like really this, this good. Is peak, 
this is peak 16-bit graphics, and the crazy thing about it is that it released in 91. It's an early Super Nintendo title. Yeah, like they could release this game today as an indie game, and people would praise the way it looks, I think, because yeah, it looks actually, that good. I was, I was thinking about that, too. I was like, this is very akin to something like The Messenger or like Dead Cells. Like, it's very akin to that, and if they released it now as an indie title, I, I don't think anybody would even notice. No, I think not only would people not notice, I think people would like, I think this game would be like... It's it's it, it's easily considered one of the best games on the Super Nintendo, but I think if it was released today, it, you're right. It would be in that conversation with Dead Cells and The Messenger, excuse me, and Hollow Knight, and and just as like one of those top tier indie games. Like if it was released today, yeah. people would be like, "It's really good." Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I just and, admire it. I love it. So, and uh, yeah, just on the the topic of the visuals, man, like it's it's crazy the shit they do in this game. There's one uh, level in particular that I fucking love. The visual style and that's the level where you have to grab on to like a, to like a hook with your whip and then the entire room um sort of rotates and you have to wait for it to rotate to be able to get onto the platforms it's it sucks ass having to sit there and wait for it but it's a really great visual and yeah. they knew that too yeah i wanted to do two for two on that because i i think it looks rad because I, I mean especially if you see all that in 1991 you might have been like holy fuck i've never seen anything like this before if you've never played the game and we'll get back into the whip in a minute but basically simon in a few different instances can whip like a hook and then hang from it and most of the time you do an indiana jones style like swing across a gap and then land but in this case you you, you swing onto this hook and then the entire room rotates like 90 degrees and the spikes that were below you end up on the wall beside you and then you on this other platform and you're right that looks rad but i also have a major beef with that scene because you would drop onto that platform and fight the medusa heads and then what you're yep. supposed to do is grab that hook again and let it rotate 90 more degrees so you can keep going but there's a fucking gap there on the left of the screen and the amount of yeah, times i no, died yeah, you're right because you fight the medusa heads and then assume like okay well now i have to jump over into that gap and you can't make that jump because you're not supposed that's, to go that's there what i did that i did that twice i think because i was like there's that was a glitch of some sort you're supposed to go down there right yeah like it, i game over there and then i was like yeah. what the fuck and then i and then i got thinking about it and i'm like there is no way a game this pristine like blowback of the contact from bad guys aside like there is like one of the signs of a bad video game is when they put platforming in that's just almost impossible to like make the jump do you know what I mean? Yeah, where where you have to where you have to have both like one foot completely off the the ledge and the other foot just your ankle is touching. Yeah, like and that and like once I missed these jumps a few times and got a game over, I'm like, there's no fucking way I have to make that jump because there's no way a game of this quality put a shit jump in there like a classic Ninja Turtles fucking game did. Like, there's no way. So then you have to hold yeah. back onto that hook and then it rotates 90 more degrees. And I agree with you. I thought that was such a rad little thing. And the whole time you're just like you can swing them back and forth if you want to. And the and I thought that the effects, like the physics of the swinging, was actually really accurate. Um, and you just waited for the screen to flip around, and that's a, such a cool little thing. I'm surprised they didn't do more of that. They only really did it once. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It and and it's a pretty short level actually. Like I felt like I was sort of shortchanged on the amount of time that I spent in that really cool rotating room because really it's just you got to wait for the room to rotate. You kill the Medusa heads, you wait for it to rotate again, and you'll walk the fuck out. Yeah, like I'm surprised they didn't. Like it would have been cool to see them work like a boss fight in with that or something. But oh no, wait, yeah. we already talked about that. They mailed in the boss fights, so they wouldn't possibly yeah, yeah. fucking... They, they phoned them in, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, knowing the way this game is designed, they would have done a boss fight where all you do is hang onto the hook, the screen rotates 90 degrees, and the boss falls off the screen and dies. And they would have been like, oh, you beat them. Fucking good job, because they're so easy. But 
But I agree. That's rad. And like you mentioned earlier, before I originally cut you off the first time, the whip in this game is awesome. It is awesome. Because like the whip in the old Castlevania games was fine. It was just your weapon. It just shot straight ahead or up and that was it. Like, But this one, like once you whip it, you can hold the attack button and then your whip just dangles and then you can just push whatever direction you want. And it not only does it like, it'd be one thing if it dangled and then if you push like, upright it would just diagonally shoot up in the air but it doesn't completely shoot straight up in the air it just kind of flops up and then goes back down i and and i love that as well but i also have a small very minor beef about that so in the game like you said you can whip and then you hold it and it dangles and you can sort of just like flop it around like nunchuck it yeah you just fucking nunchuck it around yeah and at first and for, I would say, almost all the game, it seems like that's something they just added in for fun until you get to the final boss and they're like, we sure hope you've perfected this. Yeah, fuck. Because if not, you're fucked. Yeah, they, dude, I died so many times where he shoots those little fireballs at you and I didn't realize yeah. that like, oh, I could swing the whip into them. Like, I can't believe, and then I did it by accident once and was like, son of a bitch. I spent, so I, like, like again, I, like, I, I did a little bit of save stating and I save state right before the final boss because I think that's allowed. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, I have no problem. Especially, especially when there's four bosses right before and if, you, and if you game over, you fucking start them all over again. I think I'm allowed. Yeah, no problem. Actually, no, that's not true with the Dracula fight. If you game over, you actually just start at the Dracula fight. Yeah, you go back to the stairs right in front of them. Yeah, right but still. Right. So, so thank God for Konami for at least doing that. Um, the bosses before Dracula are harder than the other bosses in the game but not by a lot no i just found myself dying on them a little bit because i assumed they would be as easy yeah as the other bosses yeah and like you're right though like because you have to fight four bosses in a row before you fight dracula like dracula is the fourth boss um yeah there's the um, there's like the oh, i'm trying to remember now there's like a flying bat thing the flying flying demon there's um death and then there's death, one right before that there's one before both those ones but i forget i forget what that one is oh it's like that fucking weird cat creature thing the, the right. skeleton Ooh. cat creature thing and honestly i thought yeah. well dracula is the hardest boss in the game but uh Absolutely. i thought that cat creature thing once i got a pattern figured out then i beat him without even taking any damage but i died a lot trying to figure out the fucking pattern to fight that guy you know what i you know what i do love though is i love when a video game is rife with boss battles which this game is, but I love it even more when the hardest one is the final one. Yeah. Well, you know, like, like to an I extent. Know, I, I, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever, um, have you, I know you were playing Final Fantasy 15, but did you ever beat it? No. Okay. So like Final Fantasy 15, that's all a great game. I fucking love that game. But, um, in Final Fantasy 15, there's like this insanely hard boss fight. And then when you have the final boss fight with Arden, it's way easier. Oh, really? And I, yeah, and I and I hate that shit. I, Zelda does that a lot too. Like they're like, ah, oh, this boss fight's gonna be really easy. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's my biggest blemish on Breath of the Wild. Was I thought the last fight was garbage. Yeah, it's fucking so um, easy. But now, having said that, and I've ranted about this before, I'm also very anti. Let's turn the difficulty up to three thousand and just make this boss impossible. Like I get borderline yeah, I anxiety when I go up against the final boss of a game because I'm like, oh, is it gonna be one of those fucking bosses that I just can't fucking beat like there's a fine line there's a fine line and like you said yeah, you should be rewarded for getting there but i do think that a final boss should hold as much challenge as the game has previously offered yeah agreed and i would and, say that other than a couple of levels dracula was the hardest part of this game 
Yeah, ab- absolutely. Dracula is the hardest part of the game. And what I liked about that, though, is that because every time you hit him, it does take a bar of his health away, seeing that happen every time you try to fight him gives you, like, this sense of, like, I can do it. Yeah, you I know, agree. You know, like, you ever, you ever fought, fight, like, a final boss, and you're like, well, I'm fucking up. Turn it off. I'm never doing that. Yeah, yeah. I never felt that way about this. I was like, I know I'm going to fucking get him. I know I'm going to get him down. Yeah. Eventually. It's yeah. going to take some time because he has two parts. And if you die, you go back to the beginning of the first fucking part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm monstrously behind showing us a boss's health meter. Like, I mean, maybe it's the Mega Man fan in me, how the robot masters always have their health meter on the other side of yeah. the screen. Same as like, again, these games have that little red, the little red bars up top or whatever. But like, just show me how much further I got to go. Like that's like I don't yeah. care how long it takes, just show me. Like I fucking yeah, hate like, I hate guessing. I fucking hate guessing. Well, and I especially like when you can see uh, like a bar in like an RPG. Like I, like Paper Mario is a great example because like you know like how to strategize around how much health the character has. Yeah, yeah. And I like when you know that's... you're close and you like you can decide to just hail Mary it like and just go for broke or do you like play a conservative? And, like I like that. Like let me strategize like that. Depends on what game I'm playing. Like, uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, and if I've got someone down to the last little bit, yeah, I think I'm going to go pretty buck wild. Yeah. But if I'm playing Dark Souls, I got to be patient to the last <sighs> fucking second. That game, that game is banned from this show. Well, and the thing is, is like, uh, even games like Mega Man, like, I, I've had times where I'm like, oh, he's down to the last little bit. Let's go for broke, and I get fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, if only you weren't such an impatient baby. Yeah. But I but I like but I still like knowing though. It's part of the strategy to me, right? Plus then you know how close you were. Dude, like sorry guys, we're not gonna go on too much of a tyrant or a tirade here, but have you ever played Cuphead? Did you play Cuphead? Uh, yeah, I have Cuphead. Cuphead's the shit, by the way. But like when you die on a boss, it shows you like that little graph or on a level and it'll show you a little graph to show you how close you got to beating him. Like, yeah, that's a, that's an awesome mechanic. Yeah, I almost like that even more. I like being able to see their health because then I can strategize it a bit. But at least, like, if I die, let me know if I was close or not. Like, let me be like, okay, yeah. I was right on the cusp, or like, I have to rethink how I'm doing this because I was nowhere. I hate when you're attacking something. I was ranting about this the other day. I fucking hate it when you're attacking something and you have no idea how much damage you're doing to it. No fucking idea. For all you know, it's not even hurting it. Like, you have yeah. no clue. That drives me up the fucking wall. Just tell me if I'm hurting it. Just, or at least, like, or at the very least, have, like, an indicator. You know, like, in, like, these old games, like Super Castlevania 4, when you hit somebody and they make, like, a sound. And yeah. they uh, glow. They have, like, a glow going on. And then yeah. they're invincible for a second. Like, yeah, just give me that. It's so easy to do. Yeah, I don't need realism. I need fun. Fucking tell me that yeah. I'm playing it right. Please. Fuck. Uh, absolutely. Now, as much as I think that the bosses in this game were really easy, uh, I also think they're really fun. Oh, they're I, rad. I had, yeah, I had a great time with a lot of them. Frankenstein was so easy, but had a blast fighting them. Um, there was like a mummy character that I loved. I loved that mummy fight. Oh, it was so, where he would like he or was it like a Sandman or somewhere he would? No, it was a mummy. It was a mummy. He would um, disappear and then reappear in different parts of the stage, and you would have to change your strategy based on where he's standing. That's so. It's such a brilliant way to make an easy and short boss fight worth fighting. Yeah, agreed. Instead of like, dude, the crappiest bosses to me are the ones where their whole design is they're just going to walk into you to hurt you. 
Like, I'm like, yeah, come on, I, get the I fuck out of that. here. Like, there's nothing clever about that. If you're going to make it so that his big attack is that he just walks into me, then at least make it where he's moving around the screen in a fascinating way. Like, bad guys that drill through the ground or something. Like, at least, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't just make it where they're big and they walk toward you. Like, fuck right Yeah, because, like, if they're big and they walk toward you, you could get caught in a corner, and that sucks. And I I, hate there's, it. like, a big, like, it's like a swamp creature that just does that in this game, and I don't like that, that boss fight. Again, no. it's pretty easy because like every time you hit him he gets slightly smaller yeah, yeah but the thing i hate so much about boss fights like that is that you should absolutely be able to fucking jump over them or get around them in some way they're just gonna walk towards you yeah and castlevania like as rad as this game is it's not known for its platforming like it's not the most like simon's not the most agile cat out there yeah so like dodging yeah, stuff sucks as far as as far as platforming goes, I think that this game does the best out of any other entry in the early games for sure. Yeah, I like most of it. I don't I like I mentioned the tweet earlier. What the fuck is with the stairs in a Castlevania game? I should yeah. not get anxious every time I try to climb stairs in okay, a video game. The thing that I hate about the stairs and specifically about the clock tower level in what is it uh stage a or stage b or whatever the fuck for some reason they stopped using numbers at one point and then they're like fuck it it's just stage a stage yeah b, right it was like 12 or 13 numbers and then it went to letters like what the yeah okay sure you know like, oh, i'm here for it i guess um but there's that clock tower level which i like but it does this thing that a lot of older games do and it must have been a limitation of the time but it just pisses me off and that's like when you fall down back to where you just were, and you know goddamn well that there's a platform there, but you die anyway. Yeah. Oh, dude. Because it's it's now a pit. When you get hit by something, and yeah, and you fall backward, and you just fall through like a dozen sets of stairs. And then even when you try to climb them, even when you try to climb the fucking stairs, Bradley, there are a lot of instances in this game where you'll like... They they do the like the 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 like angle to the left, then angle to the right, then angle to the left, like and you have to go up and then up and then up and like to the right, to the left, to the right, to the left. And so you're constantly on platforms where stairs go down and up from the same edge. And like I legitimately and this goes back to my childhood playing the original Castlevania games, I get anxious when I go to step onto the stairs every time. Because I'm like, sure, this dude is a badass with a whip and knives, and he can fight Dracula and mummies and stuff, but those stairs are going to fuck him up. And I, that should not be a thing. It should not be a thing, <laughs> and everybody behind it should be... I'm not fired, because this is a good game, but they should at least be, like, penalized. Reprimanded. Yeah, that's the word, because I've been reprimanded a lot. I should know that word. Because the fucking stairs are just so goddamn infuriating, and it's like, it shouldn't be hard. It should just... I shouldn't have to push up or down to fucking walk upstairs. I should just be a matter of walking into the stairs and then I start climbing them. And then if I want to go yeah. down them, then I hold down and hit jump and then I fall through them. I'm fine with that mechanic. Fuck me. And when you get knocked back and you land on stairs, how about you stop on the stairs? Yeah, instead of falling through them. You fall through like a dozen. Oh my fucking God. And, and, and this is something that a lot of old games do that just chaps my ass, is when you fall down, even if you were climbing up the screen, if, you were, if you're climbing down the screen, like there's one part near the end, it's, it's one of those fucking levels with the green backgrounds and all the spiky platforms. Yeah. The very beginning of that, you have to climb down all these sets of stairs and there's a bunch of like skeleton warriors around. And if you fall, uh, as long as you land on a platform, you're fine. Like the screen comes with you. But if it's a scene where you have to climb up if you fall, then the screen doesn't go back down with you. You just die if you fall off the bottom of the screen. 
Yeah. That just, I don't know if that's a technical limitation or something, but that drives me up the fucking wall. Drives me up the fucking wall. God. Can I, can I, can I ask you a question? Yes. So I played through this game and I, I'll be honest, like we've been, I feel like we've been giving it more shit than I expected. Me too. Cause, cause it's really good. I really love this game. But throughout the game, you collect these things that are Roman numerals of one, two, and three. What are those? Okay, I looked that up because I wouldn't know either. So yeah, like, because uh, that's the other thing is like, and I, I've always loved the, uh, and again, this is where I, I associate Castlevania with Ninja Gaiden. You find random weapons, and then you also pick up, in this case, you pick up hearts. In Ninja Gaiden, you pick up those little scrolls, I think it is, or whatever. Yeah. And then you can build up your power to use your ex- extra weapon. And I like that mechanic a lot. I've never had a problem with that mechanic at all. Um but you can pick up those one, two, or three numbers, and I read about it. And if you pick up like the Roman numeral two, then I think what it is is you every time you use your like your extra weapon, you'll shoot two for the price of one, and oh, then three cool. you'll shoot three for the price of one. But once you die, you lose it, and you're almost certainly going to die at some point. Um, but yeah, I agree. Well, like I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I was trying to figure that out at one point. Yeah, like it. I don't know if you're would like this. Like I. I'm the same way with RPGs, with Mega Man, with anything where I get extra weapons. I never use them because I'm afraid I'll burn them out and then need them later. Uh, yeah. And then I beat a boss after I died three times and then realized like, oh yeah, I had that fucking axe that I could have been throwing at him the whole time that I just didn't use. But I love the power-up mechanic in this game. I've, I like that in any video game where like the only beef I have with it is you hit like the random candles and lanterns and most of the time they drop hearts, but then every once in a while they'll drop a different weapon because you can get like the daggers, you can get the arcing axe, you can get the boomeranging cross thingy, you can get the holy water. Uh, what I hate is that a lot of the time I'll hit the candle and accidentally pick up the next item without meaning to. Do you know what I mean? The candle, but like that's the one that you like, the candle? No, no, I mean like I hit a candle that had like an item in it. Oh, and then oh, find I, it. I, uh, no, the weapon I like is the boomeranging cross. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. But um, I'll but I'll I, get it and then accidentally lose it. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work gone like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That could be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, Crash Plan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. Crash Plan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans in tiers. So there's a Crash Plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. 
CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. To like a point that you were making earlier about like I let you like to save your shit. Um, I don't know why. I, maybe it's just because I was hearkening back to um, Symphony of the Night. But I was pretty sure that in this game that I had heard that after the Dracula fight, he turns into like Beast Dracula. So I didn't use my special items on Dracula at all. I was scared to. Oh. And then the and then the game ended, and I was like, well. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that could have been so much easier. Fuck. Yeah, I could I could have made that because like it's it's we mentioned it before, but it's it's a hard boss fight. But to to play it like that, well, I'm like especially like in that last little bit where there's all those bosses in a row, you really don't want to fuck with any of your stuff. No, you you want to save it for when you need it. Um, yeah, because like you're fighting you're fighting death, and you're like, well, look, this is a vampire hunting game. I know death isn't the last boss, but I'm sure there's more after this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what, though? And this is something that I, I love about most of... I wouldn't even say old games, because there are modern games that do this too, but in particular old games. Uh, I've always been a massive fan of difficult bosses that have a pattern, and it's a matter of figuring out the pattern. I think that's why I love particularly Super Punch-Out, but the Punch-Out game so much, is I yeah. love it. I love it. Like There is nothing more satisfying in gaming to me than when I'm fighting a, a boss or an enemy or something. And after dying a couple of times, I've learned that like, okay, when he raises his right arm, he's going to shoot fire. And as long as I duck, that won't hit me. You know what I mean? Like that silky yeah. smooth run where you know how to dodge every attack. Uh, and, and this game did that very, very well, Where especially with Dracula. But in some of the old, harder fights, if you died a few times, but you were paying attention and learning, then you learn what you have to do to dodge all their attacks and counterattack it. I, I love that. That's so much more fun to me than a randomized, he just has to walk into you and fucking hurt you boss. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. I, and I, I do. I also agree. Um, we had mentioned it sort of briefly earlier, but I want to talk about like how fucking good does this game look? Yeah, man. It's, it's it's, it's so crazy because it's such a, it's such an early Super Nintendo game, but like you see, like especially like the bosses, the bosses look insane. Like to a point where I didn't I didn't even know they could do that on the Super Nintendo late into its life cycle. Yeah, but like like for instance, there's that um, the giant skull with the super long tongue that attacks you. Yeah, yeah. And, like, much like all the other ones, it's really easy. But like, holy shit, does he have that? Looks like a giant skull with a really long tongue attacking you. Like you can barely see pixels. Yeah, so like this looks- game, like it looks gorgeous, and to me. Like one of my, one of the many many things I adore about the Super Nintendo is with certain games it feels like they were finally able to make the game they wanted to make on the original yeah. NES and Castlevania to me maybe as much as any of the other games I've played on here like screamed it where like the original Castlevania games are fine but this one it was just like this is what we were trying to make on that do you know well, what I mean? As far as how yeah, it looks. isn't this game sort of like like canonically? Isn't it like the exact same story as the first Castlevania? I think so. Yeah, I think. I think, so. I think it is. I think it's like just sort of like a reboot of the original Castlevania, they rather do, than. It's it's fascinating sequel. to me that they're able to take a dark like because these are supposed to be like scary in air quotes like you know what I mean for the time like these are Castlevania is yeah, more of the horror franchise right of back then. 
yeah, and they it's found not like to... now where every horror game is you you play a guy with a flashlight. Right. Like this was supposed to be like the scary games, but like this one they found a way to make it very bright and colorful while still maintaining that dark look. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I I thought that was incredibly well done. I think I feel like every level kind of has like a different color to it. Like you, I love the very oh, yeah, beginning. They, they were when... all they were all themed about different parts of the castle and it looks amazing. Like there's the sewers, there's the courtyard, there's uh, like the, the main hallway, the clock tower, like tons of awesome looking levels. Yeah. They're gorgeous. And I dude, another thing I love is uh, I kind of wish there was alternate paths. Cause like between levels, they, they kind of show you the map of the castle and they show you like where you're headed next and stuff. And, uh, and the levels play out exactly like they're shown on that map. Like if a map shows that you're going to be going down for a long time and then over across water, then that is what you do in that level. You go down for a while and then you walk across some water. Uh, I just, I thought it would have been kind of neat if like the map had had a couple of alternate paths because it points, it looks like it does, but I can't find anything online saying that it does, but it kind of seemed to me like maybe there should be like an alternate path where you could, instead of going down into the sewers, maybe you could go through the castle or something like I think I think that must have been the original plan, and the reason I think that is because that's what uh, Castlevania Three does. Right. Okay. It has the uh, Castlevania Three on the NES has, but I think like they got to that plan and they were like, "Look, guys, we just built this game. It's a Super Nintendo game. This is brand new hardware. I don't think we can push this any farther." Yeah. Yeah. I, agree I think with this that. game is already pretty much as crazy as uh, an early 16-bit cartridge is going to allow us to go and you know what's remarkable too is like you mentioned this is one of the early games on the super nintendo there's very minimal lag in this game like i don't really yeah, remember I, any of it actually i don't i don't think i got any that being said they might have taken it out on like the but i don't think i don't think they really altered them on either the any uh snes classic or the um the castlevania no, collection no most of those i know like i mean i've played the Mega Man collections to death and they left all the stuttering and lagging like that's almost part of the game like I have no, it doesn't even bother me. Like when I'm playing a game and I get that stutter and it's an old, like that doesn't bother me. Cause I know that's just like, it almost feels natural. I'm like, that's just part of these old games. But this one ran like silky smooth. And when people bring yeah. up the best games on the super Nintendo, like everyone thinks of like super Mario world, link to the past, super Metroid, the, the RPGs. Like I really, I know I'm not the, the biggest Castlevania fan, so maybe I'm just tone deaf to it, but I've read a ton of lists of like the best Super Nintendo games and stuff, and this game shows up on them, but it's never in that conversation with the Super Mario it's, World. It's and usually the past. pretty high, yeah, it's like in the 14s, 15s, but, and while I agree that it might not be as good as like the RPGs, Super Mario World, Link to the, past, the games that you mentioned... I definitely think it, it deserves to at least be talked about in the conversation. Totally it does. Like I Because yeah. It's it's frustrating at points, but at the end of the day, this game is fun. It's it is. fun to play. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's not like I don't want to I don't want to piss anybody off, but like it's not like Dark Souls where it's just like, "Oh, it's hard, but don't worry, it's not fun." It's not okay, like that. that no, I agree. I, I like Dark Souls, but it is there is like I can only play it for so long before I'm like, well, okay, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah, no, I this, this is not fun. I the only instance in this game where I really started to get frustrated, and even then I wouldn't say I wasn't having fun, but I like I had to walk away for a little while was the level you and I were texting about it. We were both playing it. I think it's level eight, but it's the one with those swinging spike platforms. Oh uh, yeah. 
where I died. Insta kills. Oh, and listen, like I'm like I'm a 36 year old man. I've been gaming for 30 years. I know all about spikes and insta kills in video games. I understand that is as, that is as cliche. If you see a red barrel, it explodes if you hit it. Like I'm I'm not. I know. Like I know how gaming works. But like where I have a problem with spike insta kills is when I have to jump onto a platform where the bottom of the platform is covered in spikes and my guy can barely jump because he's weighed down by gravity. And if I miss that jump by even a touch then oh no you accidentally touched the spikes instead and now you're dead start all over again kiss my ass if you're going to put (laughs) spikes that kill me in the game then make it so it's easy for me to navigate away from the spikes that one level bradley i died more on that one level than i did the rest of the game i was so fucking angry yeah i I remember playing level eight and being like you know what i was i remember i was playing it i was in a chair i had my switch and i was playing this level eight and at one point, I just looked up at my girlfriend, and I just said, life's too short for this. <laughs> yeah, head. yeah, right? Fuck me, uh, man. But okay, listen, you're right. Like, it does sound like we have complained about this game a lot. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. The bounce back from getting hit by bad guy sucks. The jumping isn't very good. It's not perfect. It's yeah. not perfect. Go fuck yourself on that spinning level that makes it look like you have to jump into this hole, but you don't. If you haven't played the game yet, when you get there, don't jump off the first platform, because you will die. Just fucking wait. Yeah. Um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta wait for, it's like, there's like a bridge that builds itself. You can't see it doing it at first. Like yeah, you don't like, know. Oh, there's no other way for me to go. <laughs> and figure out stairs. But minus those things, um, I was so thoroughly impressed with this game. And clearly a lot of people wanted to hear a podcast about it. Cause it got a lot of votes in the, the podcast. Presentation here is, is fantastic. Yeah. It, it really is. Fin- and you know, you know what this game has? that I think, like, a lot of the games of the era didn't have. And this, like, includes, like, Super Mario World and Link to the Past. This game has such a fucking phenomenal variety of enemies. Yeah, it does. Yeah. There's, like, zombies. There's werewolves. There's mummies. There's swamp creatures. There's bats. Fuck the bats. Um, and the Medusa I died more heads. on the bats, I think, yeah. uh, than anything. Yeah, yeah. Medusa heads. Um, there's knights. Like, there's so many different fucking enemies in this game. It's crazy. Oh, there's the flying creatures, the flying lizard things. And then there's, oh, the water ones that shoot the water out of the out of their mouths. I hate those guys. Yeah, I hate them too. <laughs> but no, but yeah. There's, just, there's, a, there's a shocking amount of variety in this game that is pretty short. But, like, the levels are varied. And that, that is the big takeaway from this game. It's it's just nonstop variety yeah. as far as a visual goes. The gameplay remains relatively the same. Yeah, throughout. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I was but, th- I was thoroughly impressed, man. Like, th- like yeah. I a lot of I know I don't know Castlevania that well. I mean, just quickly, we're not going to get into the NES Castlevanias because I would like to cover them on future episodes of the show. But you had mentioned how your first you had played Castlevania two as a kid, and you were like, "What the fuck." Yeah, that was the first Castlevania game that I beat, and I just remember being like, well, that was really weird and fucked up, and I, I'm not sure, because, like, the the problem with Castlevania 2, we won't get into it too hard, is that, like, the idea is so good, like, to have a Castlevania game that takes place over, like, a, like a Metroidvania sort of, like, a uh, sort of game, but it's, it is a Metroidvania game. That's what people don't realize about Castlevania 2. It is that. But you have to figure out fucking everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it just like, I despise games that don't explain me to me what to do at all. Like, I don't mind a little problem solving, but give me a, a blueprint. And Castlevania, yeah. it's so weird to me because Castlevania 1 is is almost like the Super Mario Brothers 
of the Castlevania series because it's the first one. You can see they're figuring it out, right? And it's good. Castlevania 2 is weird. Castlevania 3 is awesome. And then this one is just like... And then and then the fact that you, among a lot of other people, say Symphony of the Night is like is better than this one has me very intrigued about Symphony of the Night. I'm going to put it on a... I might even put it on a poll. I might just play it. It's on my PlayStation Classic. Cause like I'm I'm intrigued. Like I had is a lot of is fun. It on, is it on PlayStation Classic? It is when you. Or is it uh, on your? Yeah, it is when you Classic. go under the hood. Yeah, then it is. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, um, Symphony and I. It, it fucking rules. It's much like uh, it. It was such a weird game for the time. We won't get into it too much because if, if you want to talk about it, I'm I'm there. Right. But um, it's uh the kind of game that's like every other game in the series is like five hours, but Symphony of Night is like. 50 right it's like a it's, it's a big game dense dude it's like it's it's at least four super metroids big if not more i have no problem with that though like fucking it's, because especially you get that that era they had the cd they had the big place like i don't think you could get away with a four-hour game once you got to the playstation era people would have been like what the fuck like it's like that was a super nintendo thing right yeah like and even as a kid i think the only and again this goes back to that shitty difficulty i think this is a good way to start wrapping it up is like if i had owned this game as a kid uh i would have i almost i was about to say i would have complained that it was too short but then you know what donkey kong country is this short super mario world is this short link to the past isn't very long the difference is that it was hard enough that there's no way i would have beat it in three hours as a kid especially with those safe states and stuff all i had was a password that would take me back to the beginning of the level that i will say and the it's not system in this game sucks. It does suck. I'm I'm quite shocked that at this point it didn't have a battery save in it. Like I'm I mean like Super Mario World has a. Oh, I just lost Bradley again. You know what? I'm just gonna keep talking until he calls back because I'm sure he's gonna call me back in a second. But I'm very surprised that this doesn't have. I'm gonna have to explain this again as soon as he recalls me. Uh, I'm very surprised that this game doesn't have a battery save in it because like Super Mario World had a battery save, Link to the Past has a battery save, Super Metroid has Mario Kart, like all of these. F Zero, what was like one of the launch titles almost on the Super Nintendo, had it. Hey, buddy, I kept talking while you were uh, calling me back because I'm not sure how I lost you there. But that's, I was just saying... Okay. We'll, just pretend it, hey, we'll just pretend that it didn't happen. Uh, oh, no, I sounds like he's gone, but I'm going to keep talking anyway. Uh, but basically, all I was saying was like, so many great Super Nintendo games had battery saves, and I'm a little shocked this one didn't. Same as Mega Man, like some of those games where I'm just like, you couldn't put a battery save in this? Even if it just starts me back at the beginning of the level and all that stuff, just so I don't have to write down one of your shitty fucking passwords. I, just, yeah, I don't know. And you know, what I, you know what I hate most about the password system in this game? Number one, it's really long. But number two, it's all in like that Roman text. So sometimes you're like, is that a D? Is that an O? I'm not sure what I'm looking at here. Guys. Yeah, I don't listen. Like, I don't I, like I've never designed a video game. So I don't know how hard it is to make a fucking video game. But I don't understand if you have to put a password system in. Can it be easy? Like in particularly a game like that. Like, listen, if it's a game like like fucking I'm, I don't know. I'm just trying to like, let's just say for argument's sake, Super Metroid has a, pad, a password system instead of save points. That's probably a complicated password because who knows how many items you found and what parts of the map you've opened up and all that kind of stuff. This game, there's no carryover. There's no power-ups. You just play each level. To me, the password could have been as simple as fucking five letters. Oh, okay. That's the five letters that put you at the beginning of level eight. Like it just, I just don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You, you know what almost be like, uh, a way to still save space, save space, but still have a battery password is every time you um, turn off the game, it remembers which levels you have beaten in the past, and then when you start the game, you go to a level select. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or quite Fucking frankly, easy. quite frankly, I don't know. Like, it, I don't understand why it couldn't just be a level select. Like, why can't, like, I don't have to use it. Like, just put it in the options if I want it. You know what I mean? It's my that freaking is, game. It's my game. If is, I yeah, if I want to skip I it just, all, then let me skip it all. Fuck off. I despise games without battery saves because there's no fucking way I'm going to play eight levels that I've already fucking played. Yeah. There's just, there's, yeah. there's no way. It's like, it's like when I discovered the warp zones in the Super Mario Brothers, like in the first one, I was like, oh, this game's playable now. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, right. Man, I'll, uh, you know what, Bradley? This episode has turned out the exact opposite of the Mario 64 episode where like Mario 64, I was ready to come in here and rip that game a new ass. And by the end of that, that episode, amazing game that you don't like. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's potato, potato. Super Mario sunshine. Oh, fuck you, Bradley. And by the end of the game, I was like, by the end of the episode, I was like, you know what? Mario 64, I still don't like it, but there's a lot of good there. This game, you're right. Like this game, I'm looking at my phone. This is approximately a 45-minute discussion about Super Castlevania 4. And I feel like we probably spent 25 of the 45 minutes just shitting on this game. And, like, I really, really like this game. Yeah, a lot. It it is technically good. But here's the the thing. I want to... Let's go off off on one extreme positive note about this game. Shoot. If, If we're talking conversations about video game soundtracks, this is in there. Yeah. holy fuck is yeah. this music in this game ever awesome dude it rips yeah the music in this game is banging like there's certain games where i just know like because i record we record these weeks in advance sometimes before the episode goes live and i haven't even thought about the music i'm going to put in this one yet but i'm excited to be able to bring up the soundtrack to this game and listen to the tunes because like there's some good fucking tunes in this game like yeah man that, that's like especially like that 16-bit remaster of the of the Castlevania theme. Yeah. Like, nail, nail, nail. Yes. Like, oh, I noticed that too. I was like, I remember it playing and I was like, I think it's when you fight Dracula that it plays. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong, but I remember it it's playing there. And I was just like, holy fuck, that's the original Castlevania track. And listen, that is so smart. Any game, if you've ever made a video game in your life and you decide to make another one based on an old version of that game, Put in a, remi- a remix of the music. That's all we want. It doesn't have to be a great remix. In this case, it is, but it doesn't even have to be. People just get off on that nostalgia. I know I fucking do. I love yeah. it. You were talking about how you're playing Final Fantasy VII Remake right now. Some of the music in that remake got me so hard because I was like, that's just like a way better version of the original music. And you're right. The music yeah. in this game kicks some fucking ass. Kicks it's, ass. It's unreal. Just quickly, simply, before, before we score this, I just was, I'm on their Wikipedia page, and one of the first things is the official Nintendo magazine placed the game at 70 on their list of 100 best Nintendo games ever. And I get that the list of 100 best Nintendo, not Super Nintendo, but the best 100 Nintendo games ever is probably a pretty stacked list, but 70 like, that, seems like, too low. What year was that? posted though like are we talking like are we talking like nes all the way to switch are we talking nes to like gamecube what are we talking here? uh it was printed in 2012 so that would have been during the is, wii this is a konami game so that means yeah because like you got to think like there are certain games like resident evil 4 like that's like it's a nintendo game quote unquote right because it's yeah. premiered on gamecube because if we're considering this a Nintendo game, this is a Konami game on the Super Nintendo, you gotta you gotta think of every fucking thing. Sure. You gotta think of Resident Evil Four. You gotta think about um, like the No More Heroes games on Wii. You gotta think about a ton of shit. Like I'm just um, thinking like there's 21 games on the Super Nintendo Classic, and that's all I'm just like just thinking about that. Like yeah, pro like 
it seems insane to me that it probably wouldn't make my top 10 on the Super Nintendo Classic. But to me, that's less of a slam on how good this game is and more of just a tip of the hat to how incredibly stacked the roster on the Super Nintendo is. Absolutely. But fucking great game. I'm trying to think of what to score this thing out of. Okay, well, let's do that. There's 21 games on the Super Nintendo Classic. That's a good number. So on a scale of 1 to 21, what would you score Super Castlevania for? I'm going to score Super Castlevania 4 at 16 out of 21 Super NES games. All right. I'm going to go I'm going to go 18. I really like I was thoroughly impressed. Uh, until I play Symphony of the Night, this is my favorite Castlevania game and it's not even close. Although now I got to see what yeah. Castlevania I got to see what Symphony of the Night's fucking all about. Yes. Yeah. You you got to you got to do some homework. Guys, there's too many You know what the best and worst thing about starting this show is is like Every week, there's at least half a dozen games that people are like, dude, you should play this. And I'm like, I literally have nothing to do right now and I can't keep up with all these fucking games. But I will get to Symphony <laughs> of the Night because it looks fat. Um, but speaking of fat, so was Castlevania 4. Just quickly, Bradley, and I, I don't expect you to remember off the top of your head, you are a supporter of our show on Patreon as well uh, via Correct. your movie Epidemic podcast, which thank you very much, by the way. And check out his podcast. It's very, very good. Did you? I felt like Donald Trump saying that, but thank you very much. It was very good. It's, it's great. It's the best podcast. It's the best of all ever. Time. It's great. And we're not getting into. I don't want to talk Trump. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Do you remember? Did you vote in this poll? Did you vote for Castlevania? Do you remember? If you don't, don't I worry did. about it. I did vote. I did vote for Super Castlevania Four. You did, eh? Yeah, it fucking yeah. it ran away. Like it was up against Batman, Doom sixty four, Streets of Rage two, Medieval, and Double Dragon, and it was Castlevania four followed by Medieval by like, but Castlevania four fucking ran away. And now like you know, I what? this was the only one that I really had nostalgia for. The rest of them were like these are pretty good games. I have the I have the Batman NES game, and it's. Ooh, man, if you think this is hard, check out that Batman NES. <laughs> I, I have played the Batman one a little bit. I, I just The reason I put it on the poll was because I want to go back and play more of it because I do remember liking it, but I remember it being fucking tough. But, uh, it's, uh, it's interesting. Well, I'll, I'll hold off. I'll hold, I'll, I'll hold off on what I, what I have to say. Yeah, we'll talk about oh, it Batman. someday. Um, <laughs> but I was, yeah, like, dude, I'm like, I, can, I pride myself on being a Super Nintendo junkie. I love the Super Nintendo, my favorite system ever. My keychain, literally, I have a lanyard that's a Super Nintendo lanyard on my keys. Like, I adore the system. And to me, probably the two best Super Nintendo games, at least according to critics, that I've never played were this and ActRaiser. And now that I've played this, ActRaiser's next, but like, I'm like... I was, I was literally, after, I was literally thinking just one minute ago, I'm like... After this podcast, I'm gonna ask him if he's ever played ActRaiser. No, I haven't. And it's it's like it's oh, the, the two yeah, they're the two big blemishes in my Super Nintendo resume. And playing this one, like, I just have to say, you guys, listen like I don't even want this to sound as sentimental and weenie as it's gonna sound, but like the Super Nintendo is my childhood. It's my favorite console. And to discover a new Super Nintendo game that I've never played, that is like, I put it, I would absolutely put it in a conversation with Link to the Past and Super Mario World and stuff. And if you know anything about me and my views of video games, that is like the highest praise that I can play, pay a video game. It was so rad getting to play a Super Nintendo game of that quality that I had never really played before. And just fucking awesome like i'm so glad this game won the podcast or the the poll and i and i'm so glad we were able to talk about it this game is so good if you have a super nintendo classic or access to the castlevania collection buy them or play them just to play this game i promise you it's worth it if you like old games i promise you know what's crazy though is that um you and i were talking about doing super castlevania 4 and i was like oh good i've needed an excuse to buy the super castlevania collection on switch 
That's and you're right. like, no, no, don't spend, don't spend money if you don't got to. And I'm like, no, no, I wanted it anyways. Yeah, so that, to, yeah, you did. You I were went, like, I'll buy it. I'll buy it to play it to do it on the show because it was an excuse to buy it. So I went to the purchase page and it was like re-download, and I was like, oh, I already bought this, I guess. Oh no, shit, really? <laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently, I already bought it at some point. Oh, nice. Well, that so, makes me feel better because yeah. you didn't spend your money to fucking do the podcast. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh, and, and you know what? I vaguely remember playing it a few months ago, but I don't think I played it for very long. Ah, uh, fucking great, man. But, uh, apparently, um, apparently I bought. Yeah. And the, and the collection, by the way, anybody who's looking, it actually is like a, an insane collection. There's um, some really cool things. You can actually play all of the games in their original Japanese form as well. Um, and I think Mega Man Legacy Collection does that as well. Yeah, I um, yeah I, I can't is, yeah play that. <laughs> which is wicked. I wouldn't do that because I can't read Japanese. But I wouldn't, but you can do that. But you can. Um, and there's like different options. Like uh, I, one thing that this game does that the Mega Man ones don't is that when you retrack your when you retrack your controls, it fucking saves. Oh, oh, it saves that you remap. <laughs> oh my god, I don't have to remap it every fucking time I play it. Yeah, I, oh, oh fuck. But every game ever should have that option awesome. too. It's an awesome collection, and uh, yeah, but yeah, like I said earlier, like this is definitely the best one on there because they do have the Game Boy games as well, which are actually kind of fun, but only kind of. But yeah. Anyway, I'll reserve. I'll reserve all thoughts on those. Super Castlevania Four. It ripped. Sixteen out of twenty-one for me. Eighteen out of twenty-one from Adam. Yeah, that's an average it's of seventeen. No everybody, that's math. Fuck yeah! If you need, <laughs> if you need someone to do your math, call me. Uh, cause I can do Holy it. Shit. We got a math wizard in the house. Boom. Bradley, thank you so much, not only for doing this, but for supporting the show and for almost buying the game to do the show and all that good stuff. Really appreciate it. Everybody check out Bradley's podcast. The movie epidemic is really, really good. I promise it's more of this kind of, yeah, we, we just scream about movies and we're not smart. So it's all good. <laughs> Thanks for doing this, buddy. <laughs> no problem. Done. gonna do it for this week's episode bradley thank you so much for calling me and talking castlevania and for buying castlevania just to talk about it here on the show with me i appreciate it and every single one of you people that listened that support the show that voted for it on our patreon poll for whatever reason whatever reason you're hearing my voice right now thank you so much uh if you haven't yet check out our new website remember the game maybe throw us a share if you're somewhere like on social media and you could that'd be really great follow us on twitter and instagram at member the game i promise i'll follow you back and we can be friends uh, and if you're really crazy about the show and you want to get nuts, support us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash remember the game. It's only $2 a month. You get an extra podcast every Sunday. There's a whole bunch of old podcasts waiting for you. You can see all those over at our website. You get a whole bunch of other stuff as well. It's two bucks. It's fucking nothing, but it makes all the difference to me. That's going to do it, you guys. I will be back on Sunday with the next edition of remember the game expansion pass where we will be all about the Wii U and I'll be back next week with episode 102 of Remember the Game. Thanks for listening, you guys. Take it easy. Clean your controllers. Be safe. Wash your hands. Look out for giant bugs. Don't sneeze on anyone, and I'll talk to you again in a week. Cheers. Whee!